Welcome to the MMA Roadshow. Again. <laughs> okay, we're just going to get into it? Yeah, right. why not? Why Let's not? just get into it. <laughs> Episode number 258 in Las Vegas. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We're at the Casa de Cold Coffee. Uh, it is a beautiful, the, the, beautiful the, Thursday the afternoon. The grounds of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. We've already taped this segment once. <laughs> Unfortunately, at least the start of it. Yeah, we've taped the start of this segment. Fortunately, we didn't go too far, but we got a good solid... <laughs> Three, four ish minutes. minutes in of, uh, of of introduction, only to find out that uh, our ace producer, Cole Coffee, <laughs> had made a, a slight mistake. A double tap or something. What we thought was recording was not recording. It was not. And uh, yeah, we had some like awkward talk. No, no, we no. We're going to relive that talk. We're going to relive that talk. You know, as we sit here on the palatial <laughs> grounds at the Casa de Cold Coffee, enjoying our fresh. They are fresh. Papst Blue Ribbon, just feeling nice, and cold. feeling nice and cold on this beautiful March afternoon. Uh, you know, it's a little later in the evening that we've been going. We had to work today. UFC 248 is in town. We both had to work a little bit on that. Uh, but You more so than me. I did have to work a little bit more, but I was, I was ready to go. All my work was done. I was ready to go, <laughs> and, and, and Cold Coffee said, "I need. you know what? Just Hold on. I Get, need four minutes. I need I'm four like, minutes. Exactly I, four minutes. I'm like, that is incredibly <laughs> specific. I mean, I get it. You know, you know, people say, give me a minute, and, you know, they don't actually mean a minute. But you said, I need four minutes before we can start recording. And I, I didn't really ask any questions. I said, the man needs four minutes. I'll give him four minutes. I'll just enjoy my frosty just beverage have a frosty right beverage. here. Um, but it was after I found out. What the four minutes was for <laughs> that I decided we are absolutely going to talk about this on episode number 258 of the MMA Road Show. <laughs> so share with the world, Cold Coffee, why you needed four minutes to delay the start of this podcast. It's embarrassing. Get it out. I'm a, I'm a phone gamer. <laughs> I play games on my phone, and I play a game called Age of Z. And uh, you uh, can battle zombies in it, but you also can battle cities from other players around the world right. and uh so as you're playing the game you uh, part of the game is you join an alliance you know some other games have clans or whatever and these are with people from all around the world um we had an alliance battle mm, <laughs> that was scheduled wow. for four minutes out of when i was like can you hold on for a second because i needed the the time for when it lets you put uh troops into the base right so uh I was like, all right, if we can get to the four minutes, I'll put troops in the base. I just won't play it actively while it's going on. Like right now, there's battling there's going a, on. There's on a my battle phone. in the there's age a of Z. Battle going on in the age of Z in on my phone, and uh, but I put troops in there. So yeah, so I'm a phone gamer, <laughs> and I'm sure other people out there listening to this play some games on their phone or. Uh, Xbox, and you can join uh, teams like Call of Duty. You, sh you could used to join up with people and play games with them or whatever. Same sort of deal, except it's through a phone game. Well, and come to find out, and this, you know, Cole <laughs> Coffee says he wasn't recording, but I think maybe he was recording and he just tried to ditch the audio. So that's why we're going to go over this again on the record. But I asked him, I said, so knowing that you are have cl clashes scheduled and battles scheduled and you're putting off work for a few minutes, I'm like, are there times when we're on the road and we're like at a press conference or maybe you're you're behind me behind a camera and I'm interviewing somebody <laughs> with a microphone going back to forth and you're on your phone back there sending troops into the base <laughs> and you said, "Yeah." Well, I didn't say so much battle. I said I might have checked my phone. I might look at my phone on a fight night. 
And you said, well, you said that's right. You wouldn't, uh, you, okay, so what, your rule is you don't battle on fight night, but you will no, no, no. collect I mean, like, resources, like if I'm, you said? If it's actively working, like if I'm sitting back there, my work's done, and say it's in between a fight, some people might go over to a corner and chat with random journalists about journalistic stuff, or I'll just pull up my phone and be like, oh, let me go check my farms and bring my resources in. <laughs> let me let me see how my cities are doing. And then uh, and then you get back to work. So, so yeah, I mean, I know I'm sure there's been a fight. Now. And, and I said earlier, I was like, imagine Diego Sanchez walks up there and you know that he's going to go into a 30-minute interview. I could probably comfortably battle, do resources, Build a whole nother profile all in the time that he gets through the first question. Ridiculous. But, you know. Don't trash our boy Diego Sanchez, by the I way. I ain't trashing him. I don't I'm just saying I'm just saying like that would be a time when you're like you could check it. But no, typically on a fight night if you on a typically on a fight night, no, I don't do it. But if there's like downtime or whatever, yeah. I mean, people go on their phone and go to Facebook. I don't do Facebook. I don't do any of that okay, shit. Anymore. Well you put so it like I play that. I play like on a phone I play phone games. It makes it a little more fair when you put yeah. it like that. Uh, you, know, I mean, you you did mention Diego Sanchez, and I definitely don't want to uh, talk bad, but I did want to share an update for the world. Um, uh, we always appreciate the growth of the show. Always like always like sure. to know that new people are listening, man. We always like to hear, hey, I tuned in, I like it. Well, I got just such a message from someone, except it was completely the opposite. We had a new listener this past week, one Joshua Fabia, and he said, he? He, uh, he texted me and was like, I listened to your show. And uh, I, I don't appreciate what you had to say, and you're not funny. What, what did we say? I, he said that you know we, we, we made jokes about the astroturfing that is going on, and that he found that offensive, <laughs> and that we are, we are part of the problem, and that oh, we're not telling the truth. So, All we said was that we didn't know what astroturfing was, yep. and that I, was at, I said, I bet if we look it up, it's a sexual term, and we were right. Yeah, so we are we are guilty of uh, of not doing research, and he's not a friend. We were talking shit, which I didn't think we were talking shit. Doing the we're research not, online at that time, it was what that's doing the research, looking up what astroturfing meant. We're we're not funny and we're not cute. Um, Where does the cute thing come in? There? I'm not like that. Don't I was like, don't that's make fucking it worse. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. I don't need you to think I'm cute, bro. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, our 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 good buddy, who we thought we uh, were all on the same page with, uh, we're no longer on the same page. I think we're now sworn enemies. He's not. Okay. He's not a oh, fan. Well. So whatever. Well, Goodbye. Hopefully he's hopefully he's still uh, you know signed up on iTunes. You know, rating, reviewing us, leaving feedback, that sort of thing. I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't. He wasn't a friend. All right. UFC 248 is this week. Uh, it's kind of a unique setup, man. We're here in Las Vegas, but we got a crew in, man. Mike Bond. Nolan King, Danny Segura, they're all in here working this week. We had meetings with our USA Today bosses early on in the week, and, and, and those guys have since left. Um, but that crew is staying, kind of helping out. Um, and uh, you know, we're giving you another another week. You're on your phone battling right now. <laughs> I'm not. My phone just fucking vibrated. <laughs> now every time you pick up your phone, I'm going to think. You're going to think I, he's battling. I'm checking messages. <laughs> You look at your phone when it when it rings or buzzes. Well, of course, because all this time I always thought you were like texting somebody or getting I want a message. Or... Girls, actually, <laughs> I'm not. But that's a better thing to think that I'm doing. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, so listen, all those guys working, we're giving you an extra week to, to heal up. Uh, so I'm the cameraman this week, and look, yes, I uh, I th- you're part of it today. Look, I they threw out they a, did some camera work as well. I, I I've got a tribute beard going for you, man. I figure. <laughs> I figure if I'm filling in you, on your on, you better let it keep going yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> I haven't shaved since since Monday. Monday was the last day I shaved, 
And uh, at least I'm, it comes in evenly. I'm it comes out. In, like mine would be much more patchy. Yeah. Like yeah, I have like it's solid. areas where I don't like. I have this. I have a scar here where I, uh, a long time ago, um, uh, my dog. It was like Christmas morning. Let my dog out. This is when I was still in Columbus. Let him out front, and all of a sudden I started hearing this like because the front part of the house uh, was open to the sidewalk or whatever. Just so happened some uh, pit bull that was roaming the streets got in a fight with my dog. And so me being me, tried to get in between the two of them. Whoa. And so we get the dog separated. I'm holding on to the pit bull. And at one point, I'm trying to tell my buddy, take my dog inside. Because um, it was like a bad mess out there. Bloody. It was like in the snow. Oh, jeez. The pit bull like, turned and like leapt up at me and bit actually into my, my face, like right by my lip. So I have this part here. I have like this scar like uh, where you can, uh, if like I didn't have a beard, through. you could actually see where there was a scar where like it was like a flap that opened up when this. Whoa! Dog, I thought it was it was the worst like Christmas morning because like it was snowing. We had we had probably smoked some, we drank some. So my buddy comes back outside. My face is a bloody mess, and I'm just like, dude, what's my face looking like? And he's like, uh, uh, and he wasn't <laughs> saying anything. I was like, dude, you're not saying anything. You're making it worse. And it turned out it wasn't that bad. But at the time, uh, in snow in Ohio, and then seeing like blood right. all around, and part of it was the dog's blood, because uh, my dog got a good uh, bite out of his leg. He got a good bite out of my face. Um, oh, so it was like a bloody, bloody mess. So yeah, I have a part like when I don't have the beard, that when it starts, the stubble starts to grow out. One, I'm part Filipino, so we're not just very hairy people. Right. So like it doesn't grow. My buddy always used to say. Oh, you're growing one of them Indian beards. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you got a patchy here, a patchy here, a patchy so here. <laughs> it's the silliest thing, <laughs> that but I, it's, it's stuck with me ever since. Um, so, yeah, but at least yours, it's like uniformly all the way across. Like, you could see stubble all the way across. Like, if you let it go, you would probably get a, a yes, thick Yes, but I am beard. not growing a beard like you, sir. Well, and your wife would She'd kill definitely she's already She's already uh, – on me right now. She's like, you gotta get that. Really? Thing. Just yeah, waiting yeah. for that. Oh yeah, Agent H. Like, I like the beard. No, no, no. So. My wife does, but I'm like, it's fight week anyway. I'm too busy to be yeah. around you anyway. Well, I like it. I like the I like the <laughs> tribute to me. There you go. Out tribute beer for cold court. coffee. Uh, listen, it's uh, kind of an interesting week in Vegas, man. You know, the open workouts were Wednesday, and uh, you know, there ended up being a decent little crowd, but um, you know, not to get too much into the news and current events and all that stuff. I mean, this is definitely an MMA show, but. Uh, the coronavirus stuff, man, is making yeah. a real impact on the traffic here in Las Vegas. And, man, the, the casinos, uh, yeah. empty, man. We, we, we actually heard that MGM Grand was operating at somewhere like 25 to 30% capacity, where it's yeah. usually like 85 to 95%, and that, like, you know, major conferences had been, had been canceled. Yeah. Um, and you could feel it, man. I, yeah. you know, in, in, inside the building, just walking through the casino. Just walking were, through the lobby. As soon as you walk in, there wasn't anybody checking yeah. in. It, it felt there like wasn't it was like anybody it felt like it, at all checking in. It's like noon on a Wednesday and it feels yeah. like four o'clock in the morning on a Monday or something. Yeah. Like when all the people are, you know, there's just nobody there because yeah. everybody's asleep. It's weird not seeing because normally there's a, a huge queue trying to get checked in at any point of the day when you walk through the MGM lobby there's people checking in and there was literally nobody they had the uh the line was decked out for uh, I think a women's Pac-12 basketball Pac -12 I don't basketball know if it's men or women but yeah Pac-12 but um nobody was around taking pictures by the line there was nobody in the line to check in walking through the casino normally you kind of have to sidestep here or there to to, to get out of people's way and yep. there was nobody there in the way it was uh kind of eerie it was kind it of was. weird it was it was it 
was almost as bad as the only other time I've seen something worse, and I, I hate even bringing it up, but it was like right after October 1. I know, which was, of course, the shooting here yeah, in Mandalay Bay. That wow. was uh, – I walked through the Mandalay Bay, and it was it was nobody at right. all. Like even staff. It felt like staff didn't even show up. I did. Um, so that's the only other time I've seen a hotel feel sort of like this one. That was worse. But this was really bad because it, it literally looked like it, it could have been shutting down. It really did. So it's kind of just something to pay attention to, I guess, for um, fight night, you know, if it, yeah. it, to see what kind of crowd, that, that, you know, the UFC is able to get, you know, to, to yeah. people that have tickets, not travel, not make it out. And we're seeing it happen all over the place. You hear every every other day or something you're hearing about some sporting event in some country either happening behind closed doors or they just cancel it. The Ita- we just saw uh, – I was watching the thing the other night, the Italian Soccer League – uh, has committed to doing one month of of events behind closed doors, yeah. so no state, nobody in the stadium. Uh, Forrest Griffin uh, this weekend is actually um, s- slotted to be a war. And I apologize, I don't know exactly. It's it's some kind of sporting hall of fame, and, and I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but the award was to be given at the Arnold, which of course you're familiar with, oh, you know, yeah. up in Ohio, massive, yeah. you know, fitness and health expo and all that, and competitions. The UFC used to hold events in conjunction with it. Yep. The whole thing's been canceled. Canceled. They, they That's scratched crazy. the whole thing. That's so. a huge amount of money that comes into uh, Columbus for that. So yep. I mean, I'm sure they were not happy about that closing. It'll be interesting. I will definitely talk to to USC President Dana White about it. Um, probably post event or something. You know, hey, was there ever any talk about it? Um, is there any talk about it going forward? It, it was. I mean, it would be weird. Can you like? I don't think the UFC could afford to cancel events. I mean, they've got to deliver to ESPN, right? They've got a very, very lucrative contract that um, they've got to deliver dates. You know, I guess the only thing I could say is that uh, on the on the. I mean, this is definitely a silver lining type thing, or, or, or trying to look positive. But I mean, I guess if people end up, you know, do end up like staying indoors and stuff like that, like pay per view certainly is a nice entertainment option if you're not going out and doing anything i mean that's a weird way of looking at things yeah but. i can I, I can see that but man some the the experience of going to the event as opposed to uh you know dialing up on pay-per-view like i mean i like Two pay-per-views totally but it's for those that really wanted to just go experience it it's such a different beast being in the arena with the music jacked up so loud that it's hard to not get caught up in the whole moment you know mm-hmm. i wonder if i Maybe, but you figure what uh, if you were going to do something and it was going to be canceled? If they either gave you a refund or whatever the deal is, if you don't have that money, I can see where somebody's sure, like, "Sure, you lose your Ticketmaster processing fee." You know, so you are going to be pr- kind of grumpy and like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm over this event." You know, right. maybe you don't want to order the uh, the pay per view, but um, it's interesting. I was just reading the, the Arnold Fitness, so they were expecting usually over two hundred thousand attendees. Isn't that crazy, crazy, just to be like, sorry. You know, it's I'm off. sure some of them already the travel to try to redo all that stuff, the hotels, all that other stuff. Unreal for such a huge thing, but just imagine that that has so many people from around the world that if somebody did come, can, you know, everybody's together passing it around and then going and back it's to global, all and that's it, going back areas. to all different corners. That's what I was told is why it was such a concern. It's that. It, you know, it's a major event, yeah. and it's not just a major event of domestic, you know, people. Yeah. Basically, it's a major event of people traveling from all over the world. And they said, "Look, it's yeah. just not safe to do this." So I guess I can respect it. I do, man. I'm not gonna lie. Again, well, this is an MMA show, but I do feel like people are overreacting a little bit, maybe. But I, I think it's because a lot of us, you know, somebody raised that question the other day, and they're like, "Do you know anybody that has had the coronavirus? Do you know anybody that knows anybody?" I think right now in this stage of the game, this early in the States, it's easy for us to be like, nope, 
it's probably all propaganda. We we haven't right until that one person knows one person, and then it starts to get bigger and bigger, you know. And it is showing up in more places. I mean, I'm also I'm 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 of the same mind where I don't want to immediately be like, oh, the sky is falling right now. Right. But you know, we can't ignore the fact that numbers are growing. There still isn't a vaccine for it. Um, people. I heard something the other day. There was a, a, a guy that was told, and this maybe was another country. I don't know if it was here. Um, and this situation happened in multiple places where people are being told stay at home for the 14 days or whatever right. just to make sure. But there was like some private invite event only. And who knows if this story is true or not. And the person ignored the things just because this event. Um, can't miss it. Can't miss it. And the person went. But if this person did end up showing up, and had, uh, you know, was carrying the virus in his body, could have passed it off to all these other people, you know, until they, you know, force people like in some of the other countries where they really are kind of taking it much more strict. Um, it is kind of on us to be aware of it and be smart, but also we can't be too casual about it. I mean, we still need to, um, you know, think about these sort of things because I think here in the States, um, we we tend to be the oh it's not going to get to us right we're the U S it's right. not going to come over here that must just be these third world countries right. you know like Italy is that even a real place you know I mean <laughs> um, never heard of it never heard of it actually I love yeah, Italy but you know great. that's just yeah. you can there's going to be some silly person that's just like oh it'll never it'll never happen here Trump will stop it at the border you know with his oh, wall man. his wall will stop the virus let's not go that way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go that way. Um, but I just, but, it's something, I mean, look, it, it, to me it is big because, again, sporting events are being yeah. canceled. So normally I wouldn't bring up news topics like yeah. that. But, it, I mean, we are seeing global sporting events get canceled, including the Arnold, which I guess yeah. you would consider that a is sport much more related of a event. I think a lot of the UFC ones, though, tend to be local events. Sure. Like the it's the local crowd that comes out, you know, depending on if there are some uh, big uh, international fighters, maybe there's a small contingency of somebody you know, outside of maybe an international fight week or some of these big pay-per-views, a lot of these events, you know, maybe not too much on these big pay-per-views, but a UFC fight night, um, Boise, mm -hmm. is probably not going to have a huge right. presence where they're like, oh, well, we have to worry about that because we're going to have thousands of people going back to London. Well, see, here's what I wonder. You know? So, for instance, and I think that's a great point. Like, for instance, the UFC is going to Lincoln coming up. Like, yeah. I, I don't think Lincoln is in danger of losing an event, you know, in the yeah. middle of Heartland America. But, and again, man, there's so much money attached to this. But yeah. what about New York? UFC 249. It's I mean, a that's, lot more to think about so, something there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's a lot more culture there, a lot more of a global, I mean, obviously just a lot more people in general in a tiny little area. Yeah. Could that one be, you know, could something potentially, could the UFC, I mean, there's still, there's still a, what, a month away between now yeah. and who knows how this thing develops. It's just something to at least yeah. throw in the back of your head. Did you hear about, uh, somebody told me the other day, they were doing like temperature checks at LAX. Really? Uh, people. And like I didn't realize that. Tokyo, like when you, I remember yeah. that, yeah. Because you think about it, at least us here in Vegas and some of the other places, if there are international things, uh, flights and stuff coming we're sort of buffered in the sense that most of them have to stop somewhere else. Right. But New York is one of those places. Yeah, JFK, man. JFK. I mean, those guys, I mean, they're they're on the front lines of this thing, you know. And same with, like, LAX, you know. Part of me is grateful that, you know, if those practices are happening, I'm glad that they are. And maybe that sort of thing helps. But yeah. 
New York, I mean, you're talking about a city that is full of people coming and going. It doesn't get any bigger Packed in into the States. a little tiny area, too. It doesn't get any bigger than New York, man. I know. So I'm kind of interested to see how things develop between Maybe now I and then. Maybe I shouldn't do Brooklyn. Ooh, look at you, <laughs> backing out of Brooklyn. We'll, we'll see. Um, by the way, a note on USC 249. Uh, I did hear that it does not, unfortunately, sound like uh, Zabit, Magomed Sharapov, and Brian Ortega is going to happen at that card. I know that had been the hope, that had been the rumor, but um, from what I gather, I don't think Brian Ortega is quite ready to go just yet. Um, so I don't think that fight is going to happen. I don't think there's a lot of other opponents that Zabit can face right now. So that was a fight that I know everybody wanted to be on UFC 249, but uh, but probably not going to happen. Um, all right, so so getting back to 248, the, one of the reasons, too, that I was kind of – I mean, <laughs> I was disappointed about the coronavirus. About what happened here is that um, I, I, I'm having a hard time getting – a sense of how big of a star Israel Adesanya is here in the United States because it was such a small turnout for the open workouts because there were so few people. Yeah, we, I'm can't, a, we can't blame him for sure on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm having a hard time because, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, New Zealand, uh, the Sportsman of the Year, that was an amazing yeah. award he got. Uh, we saw in Australia, I mean, he basically sold out that stadium by himself. I mean, not, not that Robert Whitaker yeah. was involved, but that fight sold that stadium out. Um, and, and I think he's definitely growing. I mean, the, the way he fights is fun. It's yeah. a great style. He's incredible on the mic. I was um, going to say, he interacted really, really well with the crowd was there. The crowd that did. was there was very uh, – they seemed like a very intelligent crowd. They seemed also like they liked everybody. They were enthusiastic. They were very enthusiastic. Yep. They cheered for everybody. You know, uh, I swear there's some people that were cheering for, you know, Whaley right there, and then Joanna walks okay. up and you're like, Joanna, you're going to get it again. I'm like – uh, I just heard I you swear say that you're going to get <laughs> You were just cheering for her. You're going to beat her ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it was it was interesting. Um, but Yoel had a good hit um, yesterday. But uh, Izzy did as well. But Izzy, the way that even when he was up there hitting mitts and, you know, and he'd do a move and he's like, oh, don't you all tell him about that. Don't you do this. You know, like the way he was interacting with the crowd, those sort of things I think is what's going to endear him more so and more so I agree. with people going in the future. He's he got it, man. He like understands that. the game. He's got he that understand. ick factor. He does. He understands how to entertain. Yeah. Uh, he's phenomenal. He, he brought up some, some guys on stage to, like, throw that kicks at him. That was pretty cool. That was very cool. I will say this, and, and maybe I'm just, you know, I don't want to say just older, too. I get nervous when that happens, man, just when they bring people up on stage, yeah, throwing well, you kicks don't know, at them. Well, you know, Holly Holm used to do that a lot, you know, and you're like, you know, it's just, I mean, Kevin Lee, I remember, had some kid kick him in the belly one time. I yeah. mean, it just makes me nervous. I'm like, what if the foot lands just wrong and you break a rib or something? Yeah. Or what if, the, you know what I mean? At least he was using, he had the, he had the pads. He had the there. pads, yeah. He had pads, um, and he was asking me, he's like, with technique, like, don't come up here if you don't have technique. <laughs> he did say, you, you train know, and legit know how to throw trains, Legit knows how to throw uh, but you're right. Uh, but it, it, I think everybody's so worried, especially the UFC staff. They're so worried after uh, Masvidal had Masvidal's Fight Club up there that I think that they were just like, "Oh, please don't do anything oh, like I that." Totally please don't about do anything that, like that. Or he's having people fight had each people, other, like sparring totally with each other. That. Like that was like bizarre. At least this, um, it was fun and it was quick enough. <laughs> totally um, about that. Yeah, like that one. Like, I could see the UFC when he started, like, uh, asking people. They were kind of like, what are your plans here, you know? But at least he, he brought the, the, the pads up to do it, and and the people were into it. Uh, the people on the outside and the people on the inside. Um, and Izzy had a, had fun with it. Um, he, his uh, his open workout was good. Uh, a lot of sprawling, yeah. a lot of grappling. It was, it was clear, I think, that he wanted to show people that uh, he had some defensive yeah. wrestling technique. But he also showed strikes. I mean, if I remember right, Yoel did – 
Yoel didn't even strike. He just did his flips and tosses, yeah. which were equally super, super impressive. Oh, yeah, slamming his, his yeah. Uh, training partner on the ground. And his training partner was slamming him a couple. And that's where I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, I know y'all have probably done this hundreds of times. I was like, but you don't know this mat that they have set up on this rickety-ass stage. That's going to hold I was like, yeah, like, all it takes is one big slam. Like, they're two decent-sized fellas to have a board break and then, oh, we lose a fight or something, it you know. It was pretty strong. But it was super impressive to see it, you know. Like, it it was. was. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was. Well, listen, uh, I, I want to hear, hear a little bit from my Go to YouTube, first. if you haven't seen that. That's right. Our YouTube. We brought Col- Cold Coffee basically took this week off, but he did come out and shoot the open workouts because we knew there were going to be some good ones. And so that full footage is up on uh, the MMA Junkie YouTube. So if you yeah. want to see what we're talking about, you can watch it there. The man Cold Coffee is not working the rest of the event. I'm doing video all week, but he did shoot that stuff. Uh, and then Adesanya, uh, after the uh, after the open workout, came and talked to us in a scrum for a few minutes. And uh, I've kind of edited it down a little bit, but I want to give you a few highlights here from, uh, from what Israel Adesanya had to say after his open workout on Wednesday. What's up? What do you know about sprawling, man? You're just a striker. What do you, what do you I know, know, right? Sprawling brawl, baby. <laughs> Technical brawl. But yeah, I'm ready for this, man. I know nothing's probably going to beat the stadium. You know what I mean? That was an amazing scene. But being back in Las Vegas this time, in the big house, the big show, I mean, is, does this feel special to you? It does. It does. It's my first pay-per-view headliner in America with a card that I actually like. I could have picked some different fights, but you know how the UFC is there. But I would, I would have start, I would have started. Um, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel, I feel like this is, this is where it's supposed to be. It's the Mecca of fighting, man. This is Las Vegas. This is the big show, and I, I want to see what the numbers do after this fight. Yeah. I really want to see because, like I said, it's my first pay-per-view in America with a card that. You know, Sean O'Malley opening the, uh, the, the main show, uh, fuck, that's going to be sick, man. I, I can't wait for his comeback. And then the co-main event, that's slept on, man. You guys don't understand. That's going to that's gonna be fight of the night, in my opinion. The girl's going to fucking scrap, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a girl fight. This sounds like a man getting pay-per-view points. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I came at the, at the end of the, the the height of it, the, you know, the proper model. But, you know, we, we get compensated well. We're doing well. Nice. Man, the story goes that you wanted to beat well before it, you know, was out of the equation him for your legacy. Mm-hmm. How much truth is that? Because a lot of people wonder, does he deserve to be here? Like, yes, he's talented as hell, and yes, he's tough, but coming off losses, this this thing of giving guys title shots it, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a president, but you have to understand, the landscape of the UFC, of the middleweight division was weird, and I don't want to be that guy, like the former champion, when the you know you hold the division up. I want to be active. I want to be fighting. You know, I'm a guy, like, when I when I say I really want to fight four times in a year, you've seen me do it before. You've seen me do it five times with a day extra, but whatever. I still make it a year. But I, I want to be an active champion. I want to do right by the division like GSP did in welterweight, like Demetrius did at flyweight, like Anderson did at middleweight. I want to make the middleweight division great, man. And to be clear, I mean, you would have been fighting Paulo Costa if he was yeah. available. If he was available, he was. I called him after the last fight, but then, come on, man. I'm going to pop that motherfucker before you saw it does, I swear to God. And I want to be the first one to do it. He's next in line, but I, don't need, I might not even give him any mind because I've already done that in Melbourne, so it's already... This, the promo's already there, if you will. But if you try something stupid, I'll pop him again. A lot of African fighters stole the show last year, yourself included. Uh, what, uh, what's the feedback been like uh, from African fans? It's been beautiful, man. Like, literally, people in Nigeria stay up to 4 a.m. to watch these fights. I want to be the guy that, when I fight, 
people stay up 4 a.m., watch the fights, and then they celebrate till the next day, midnight. I want to be that guy, like the way to do for the World Cup. And I want the whole country to shut down when I fight. For five to 30 minutes, they just shut down and be like, wow, one of us is doing it on the a, on a world stage. And it's, yeah. It's gonna be, you wait, man. Like, you see these kids coming up, they see now, like, this is what we can do. You have two Nigerian born champions in the UFC at the same time. It's, it's a great time for Africa. Yeah, and the exposure is obviously going to uh, grow the sport there. Um, how long do you think before we'll, we'll see a UFC fight over there, in your opinion? Uh, probably, I might say end of the year or next year. I see it probably happening in somewhere in Africa, South Africa, Nigeria, Morocco, end of the year or next year. Do you, do you feel like it's almost incumbent upon you to become a big enough starter where you can be that person to demand just to lead that? I mean, they're, they're, you know, this is the UFC at the end of the day. It's still the UFC. It's still their show, but at the end of the day, I'm the one running the show. I'm the one. This is when it's my main event. I'm the one running the show, and I have to go through some red tapes, Dana White, sometimes for certain things. But we, we literally just like talk. Like we don't have any bad blood, you know. And I, I hope to keep the working relationship the way it is right now. But yeah, there's other stuff that happened behind the scenes that I can't really say. But right now, it's my show. That, uh, that coronavirus is shutting mm -hmm. down uh, stadiums in, in Europe and so forth. Fans aren't showing up. It's kind of it's changed some things. Has it changed your approach at all? The way you deal with fans? I mean, or what is it? Fans or? Mm, no, not really. I mean, how many people died from the coronavirus so far? I don't know. But how many people died from the common cold? You know, and I don't know, man, this, this is hype about Corona, and even though I have my face mask on at the airport, but at the end of the day, fuck, I've had malaria like eight times. I don't know, my genetics is different. I, 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 and I don't, I'm not above nature, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like I don't subject to that. I don't, I don't, I don't see myself in that, in that, getting affected by that. Yeah, even you guys thought I had staff this week. I've never had staff in my life. Mark on wood, I never will. Yeah. That thing get examined at all? There's nothing. It was just something everyone just likes to, ooh, look at this. I licked it on the aerial show. I was like, what is, nothing's going to happen. I, I'll rub it on his face if I have to, you know, on, on yours face. Give him a little something. If he wants to wrestle me, I'd be like, eh, 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 eh. Bad jab. The commission might give you a hard time about that. What was that? The commission might give you a hard time. Huh? We're good. I've seen the UFC doctors. They checked it. Oh, it's fine. It's nothing crazy. There's no fluid, no nothing. I don't even know what staff feels like. It happens at every gym sometimes, but I've, some people have had it, you know, where I'm from, but I've never had it, and I never will knock on wood. Did you just see me going A little bit, yeah, because I'm like, fuck, I flew fucking three weeks out. I flew over here, did LA for a day, did uh, Houston for a day, and I flew back home. I brought my training partner with me, actually two of them with me, and then fuck, he can't even do that. And he said, oh, of course, his manager would have told him not to. But also, I mean, I'm not like everyone else. I do the job so I can get further past the octagon. You've mentioned he's got some of these old tricks in the past. Was that one of them? It's a good question. Maybe. I mean, like, you, I mean, everyone likes to say. Everyone likes to say afterwards, like, oh, I would have come down there if they offered me. But, like, of course you wouldn't have. It's two weeks out. I wouldn't have liked to do it, but we had some stuff to do, some money to make. So it was good for business. Last question. I mean, uh, your resume, you've taken out the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, Romero feels like toughest challenge yet because mm -hmm. dealing with an Olympic wrestler is a lot to deal with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a reason I called him out. He doesn't deserve this fight. Not even close, but he's a dangerous man. He's a guy that in this era, everyone runs away from. Ooh, I'm a guy that if I see people running away from something, I'm like, why are you running away? What's what's over there? What? And I'll have a look at my... I've seen the guy get rocked. I've seen him get hurt. I've seen him tired many times. Every fucking fight gets tired, so he's human, but everyone through you guys, the media and the way you perpetuate him is, oh, you know, he's made of steel. Fucking Amaterasu, black flame, melts through steel beams. Let's go.
right, that was Israel Adesanya. The man is uh, – I love it, man. The, the man is selling fights. He's hyping up the card. Uh, so I thought that was hilarious. You know, he's, he's, he's talking about other fights, not just his own, man. I th- that, that cracked me up a little bit. He had the great line about Paulo Costa in there as well. I mean, I, uh, you know, the, the steroid accusations aren't always the most creative, but when he said, I'm going to pop him before you saw it, it does, I, I got to admit, that gave me a little bit of a giggle. And uh, I love his promise about staying busy, man, and I love the fact that he wants to, you know, to lead the UFC into Africa. So, I don't know, man, the guy just says – Good things, man. When he talks, I feel like he's entertaining, but I feel like he's not full of crap either. Like he's, you know, he's trying to be honest about stuff. And um, I don't know, he just gets the game. Like, like you said, it. you said it. he's got that it factor, man. I think he's got it. And I think uh, I think his star is growing. And I guess we'll see, a, you know, see a little bit of, of how, how it pans out on, on Saturday night when we uh, hopefully actually have a little little crowd in there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely – this is a huge platform. I, I mean, I think – his performance against Whitaker was fantastic, and that was a huge platform, and it really put his name out there. I mean, not that it wasn't already out there, but this is that one where he was calling his shots. He asked for the the biggest, baddest dude out there, the guy that nobody wants to seems to want to fight. And if he, one, can beat him, but two, do what he actually says and finishes him like no one else seems to be able to do, um, it's, it will be hard to deny that Izzy is the baddest man around right now. So. Yeah, no question about it. All right, listen, I should or say. Or one of them. Or one of them, for sure. Yeah. If you uh, if you like what you're listening to, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's good stuff, uh, especially when we record it right the first time around. That makes it really good. Uh, but, but, but if you like, if you like what you listen to, do us a favor. Make sure that you're uh, make sure that you're subscribed to wherever you get this podcast. Make sure that uh, this is what podcast. I thought you'd let me go. But no. All right, I called <laughs> well, you. No, out. if you're gonna throw me under the bus. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure that you log in and uh, you know rate us, review us. You could do like. Uh, in the podcast app on Apple, you can do like our man MTC0812, who said, love the content. Play a game and take a drink every time cold coffee says like. So there you go. I he like threw that. you under the bus, too. I like that. Oh, look at you. That's drink, t- t- drink, drink, drink. Uh, but he did say, even though he kind of took a shot at you there, I guess, he's at five stars. I like so it. As long as he leaves us five stars, that's that, all that that's matters. That's three drinks. Why aren't you drinking? <laughs> and if you, if you really like what you're listening to, Make sure you join us over at Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. For as little as $3 a month, you can sign up. That's the uh, the roadie tier. Mm. And you get access to everything we do, including and a half episodes every single week. Uh, did one this past week after uh, the UFC was in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and you can get that post-fight show. We'll do it again this week. UFC 248 is going to be a big one. Uh, so if you want to catch those and a half episodes. You want to be signed up over there. And we also leave some other little stuff. I've got some video clips up there, some photos. I'll, I'll do some uh, some updates from time to time. Uh, we got a little picture into the USA Today meetings. We got all kinds of stuff. So you can get all that for $3 a month. Now, if you want to throw a little bit more in there, you can go for $5 a month. And that means that you have truly embraced the show and are helping us out. And what you can do is, at that point, you send us a message, we're going to hear it. We're, you're going to hear our take on it. We're going to address it. You, you, you can now. You've got editorial direction for us. <laughs> you can help us steer. We will make sure and address yours. And when you consider that we've done 258 consecutive weeks, never missed a single week. Woo. It's not like you're going to have to wait a long time to get an answer to your question. That's We're going to do it now. If if you really love what you're listening to and you want to roll VIP, join up at ten dollars a month. That's the star level. And I said at that point, man, you're basically. Uh, uh, you're driving the you're driving the boat. You're driving the boat. You're the boss at that point. You can tell us what to do. You can tell us what to do. You can be like 
our man Lou Velvet, who came out and speaking of uh, USC Norfolk, said, what do you think of Joe Benavidez's options moving forward? Should he move up and wait? Should he call for a rematch? Should he retire? He said, if I'm entirely honest, I think Davidson may be too much for him nowadays. Uh, I, I don't know that a rematch would go any better. Davidson's very dynamic and has a lot of tools. And um, it's interesting because, you know, it does sound like uh, Dana White is leaning towards the rematch, which I kind of do like the idea. If, if, if Joe wasn't going to get the immediate rematch, I did kind of like the idea of moving up in weight just to give him something fresh, just mm-hmm. to give him something new to focus on because, man, the defeat I saw in his eyes and the emotion. I mean, I think he was concussed at the moment. I was a little surprised yeah. that they put him on the mic, if, if I'm being honest with you. Man, that yeah. was tough. Um, but I, I do like the idea of an instant rematch. I mean, Davison did miss weight, and not a small weight, two and a yeah. half pounds. And two and a half pounds at flyweight is a lot different than two and a half pounds at light heavyweight. Yeah. So you can't say that that didn't have any impact whatsoever. And then, of course, the clash of heads. Now, I said it on the and a half episode, and I'll say it now. Um, the clash of heads, I, I can't put that on Davison Figueroa. Right. It was Joe that was leaning, that, that was leading forward and floor, leading with yeah. the head. So um, I can't blame the, the clash of heads on Figueroa. But it's clear that, that Joe – if not concussed by the headbutt, it was at least a distraction because he was pawing at that blood and trying to check the cut right before the big right hand came in. So, I mean, yep. you know, maybe it was just a coincidence. Maybe he wasn't hurt. Maybe it was just timing. Um, but I, I'm, I'm okay. And the other thing is, too, there's just no fights at, at flyweight that I have to see right now. Right. That, to me, if you're looking at all of 125, you know, assuming that Cejudo's out because he's not coming back, if you look at all of 125 – to me, that's the most intriguing clash for Davis and Figueroa. I mean, if Juicy Formiga wins over Brandon uh, Moreno here in a couple weeks in Brazil, yes, Juicy Formiga owns a win over Figueroa. So that's somewhat interesting. But no, to me, it's like unfinished business. You know, you, you didn't actually win the belt. So yeah. to me, that's the most interesting story. So I, I'm I'm glad they're going with the rematch. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just dangerous to 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 hope that Davidson does it again. Because what if we're right back in the same boat and he, and he misses weight? Again, and here we have another opportunity where, okay, only one half can get the belt. And from what I was hearing, and I'm not sure if the source is completely right or whatever, but I was being sort of told at the uh, open workouts the other day that they hadn't even got the full results back from USADA of Davidson's test. Like, there's still some people thinking that Davidson could pop for the test. So, you know, you know, it's very convenient how sometimes the UFC doesn't get the USADA results before these title fights. It's just so weird that it doesn't happen. And I heard that this was another case of that the the UFC didn't get the results. Wow. At this point. Who knows if that's true or not? Okay. Um, Because I don't want to say the person, but the person is definitely biased in one direction. Has something to gain. Okay. Um, But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I would like to see that rematch because I thought Joe was doing the better of the striking. I thought that if it could have kept playing out, that maybe uh, he would tire Davidson down. Yeah. But we also said all it took was one big strike from Davidson. That power was there. And let's be honest. Yes, the headbutt happened and Joe took the brunt of it. But they both had the headbutt. It affected both That's of them. True. But unfortunately, it, it seemed to affect Joe more. He took the brunt of it. Um, busted him up. Um and threw him off, but I would just hate to go through this whole thing again. Even though you're right, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather see go for it. I want Joe B to be able to go for it. But if we go on the same thing again and Davidson misses weight again and we're right back at it, and what if the same darn thing Boy, that's, at that point, again? don't you just go, I'm not fighting you again? You don't make weight? Like, sorry? He shouldn't. And at that point, they should just be like, 
Here's the belt by default. Here's the belt by default at that point. That would be crazy. Right? But it's better than saying, okay, let's here we go again. Yeah, roll it out there again. Because then at least then when they do the next fight, it's for the belt. You're taking it away. They can say the one guy is the champion. They can say, here's our champion. They get a little bit of time when they can push it. This is our champion. Mm -hmm. The champion can go make PR runs and go talk to radios and you are the champion. And then, yes, of course, he has to just say, yeah, I got it sort of by default because my person didn't do it. But, hey, that's part of the fight game. Whereas professional athletes, we have to make this, 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 this. I would just – if he doesn't make weight, I would – if I was Joby, I'd just be like, sorry, I'm not doing again because I guarantee well, – I can't guarantee, but, I mean, Davidson was probably one – Upper 140, maybe 150, probably yeah. closer to lightweight when he yeah. came into that. When he came into that fight, Joe B um, was 135 on fight night. Right. So if you're already giving up another 20 pounds or whatever, and he cut weight, but he replenishes 10 pounds for the fight, you know, and then to go in there and do what he need to do. If if that the same thing happened again, I would not. I would not. I agree. Go Don't take fight. it. Sorry, man. You missed. You missed it once, I, and I and you I know. did it. And, it did, and if know. I was the UFC, I would say you gotta just give him. You need a champion at that point because at some point it was on you for going with the risky guy in the first place. Let this guy. You know, I mean, at that point he's already fought once for it. <laughs> but it's tough. It's tough. Uh, but I can't think of anybody else I'd want to see because I want to see if without that. It, now it's the. It's like the Aldo and uh, or. Uh, Chad Mendez and Connor was like, oh, well, if he had a full fight camp. Yeah, right. You know, there's a, now not, we have let's, ifs. Let's, what let's ifs? not leave any questions. Let's not leave <laughs> any questions. I like it. All right, cool. That's where we stand on it. Thanks, Lou Velvet, for reaching out, and thank you for the support on Patreon.com. That means a lot. Yes, I would welcome, like, Lou. He's one of the new ones. Absolutely. He came out right out of the gate with a question. I appreciate that. And, and you know what? I'll ask Lou, and I'll ask everybody else on Patreon. Send, send me a message um, to how we want these delivered, because you and I talked about, you know, should we do something different? You know, should we do like a little like mini? A separate? Yeah, like a, like a little 10-minute mini podcast. Now, Everybody could listen to it that's on the Patreon. So maybe we could do like little bonus, you know, content to, to address questions like that directly, or if we should just do like we just did and kind of work it into the to the podcast. So uh, I'm a little, show. I mean, we could do whatever. I mean, want. I know we could do. I'm asking what they want, but asking we, what we the just stars. Said, we, just, we just we just they're said driving the, stars. the boat. They're, they're, they're the, driving the boat. They're the bosses. So right. the stars. If you're on that star level, like Lou Velvet. You can come tell it. What do you think what would a better? Name, Lou Velvet. I know, is that really pretty, your name, Lou? You know, well, it's you know, it's not Lou Velvet, but it's Lou probably Velvet. Lou something. And then, yeah. and then he he worked it good though. He's just smooth like Velvet. Smooth like Lou Velvet. All right, let's get back to USC 248. Um, Yoel Romero is the other half of the main event, as you said, man. Impressive as always in the open workout. Certainly, that was no surprise there. Yeah. Um, that dude is an absolute specimen, even at 42 years old. Um, you know, I, I will say, and it is funny because I I, I kind of wonder if even I'm being hypocritical because. You know, like, you know, you mentioned uh, Jose Aldo's name there just just briefly for a minute. We talked about Henry Cejudo uh, just briefly. You know, that fight between those two, I am not a fan of. And I will say, I scored Aldo's fight with Marias for Aldo. Um, so I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think he looked terrible that night. I did think he won the fight. So I understand the UFC's logic to some degree of saying, well, we felt like Jose Aldo won. Henry Cejudo wants this fight, so we're going to go ahead and make the fight. Yet, for whatever reason in my brain, I'm just not a fan of that fight happening. And I think the reason is because there are other legitimate contenders, like an Aljamain Sterling that I think deserves a shot. Like maybe a Peter Yan, who I think maybe deserves a shot. Of course, he's going to fight Marlon Marais over in Kazakhstan. I love that fight, so I'm not arguing with it. But, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I feel like Marias is um, – or, or, excuse me, that like Aljamain has been kind of passed over. I mean, Peter is still, you know, kind of early in his career. So, you know, maybe another win or two. But 
I don't know. I think that's why I don't like that fight. But here, I will say this. Even though Yoel Romero's 0-2 in his last fights, 1-3 in his last four, you know, the one win he actually missed weight for. I mean, there's all these issues. But I know that Paulo Costa is the number one contender, and he's not ready right now. I like the fact that Israel Adesanya just wants to stay busy. Yep. And I think the fact, too, is just that Yoel, even in those losses, you know, the fights are always exciting. You know you're always going to get something crazy. You know he's capable of ending a fight at any moment. So, I, I don't know. In some ways in my head, I feel like I'm being a little hypocritical that I say I don't like Cejudo Aldo, but I do like Adesanya Romero. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's an okay position to stand in or if you got to s- decide you either hate both of them or like both of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I-, I could definitely see your point. But also, too, I mean, this is, this is the champ at – asked and said, I want this. And I've always been uh, of the mind where... But so does Cejudo. Cejudo asked for Aldo? Yeah, but... Yeah, but (laughs) Cejudo asked for everybody. (laughs) He's asked for some of the female fighters. Cejudo's asking for Shevchenko, right? It's like, uh, okay, you know, at some point you just stop listening to what he's saying. That's true. Even though uh, I will put that with a grain of salt with the saying with this, that if a champ asks for something within reason, I mean, this is asking for somebody that's at the top of the division. Right. Let him have it, you know. And this is the person that nobody else wants to. And maybe that's it, because Aldo doesn't really have a history in the division. Like he, j- maybe that's what it is. The Aldo had just gotten just the made bantamweight, the move over. didn't yeah. actually win, even if you thought he won. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's I not think that he's he been there. If, now, if I remember right for that fight, yeah. I thought I, I thought he won that fight. But you're right. I mean, he's brand new. But I can see why. I mean, like the, you got a champ calling out a former champ, which makes sense. In my mind especially as well. If, especially if they just happen to need a fight in Brazil, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's like, hey, I'm going to call my shots and I only want to fight the number 25 guy and higher. Right. You know? It is a legend. It is a legend. Um, this is a guy that's – and he's been reinvigorated and, you know, he seems to be happy. Um, but these are also guys that uh, – I mean, Yoel makes it seem like he definitely could fight for another four or five years when you look at him. <sighs> But Jose, I mean, who knows how much longer um, he's going to be fighting at a super high level. I, d- I don't mind him getting in there. And, I mean, it's, it's certainly better for Henry to say I beat Aldo while he was still dangerous instead of beating Aldo when, you know, the number 10 guy is beating Aldo right. or something. But in this in this instance, uh, the fact that Izzy asked for the guy that nobody is, is – asking for and like you said with Costa not being able to kind of get in there I have no problem at all because I think this fight is going to be absolute fireworks and I mean it'd be one thing if it it was just like okay they're both good fighters and you know it means something for the division this one while it does mean something for the division this is going to be exciting this is I mean it's hard to think of a fight that's already happened this year that's going to be more exciting than this one. I agree. It's a big one. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, we said we got a crew in here. Today at the media day, uh, Danny Segura was able to do a, a brief little interview with UL Romero. Spoke with him, and uh, I think Mike Bond was actually running the camera. So, uh, they, like I said, we had we had two cameras. We divided and conquered over yes. there at the uh, at the UFC Apex. So here is uh, Danny Segura speaking with UL Romero. Joel, uh, if you win the title, you'd be the first Latin American-born fighter to hold gold in the UFC. Uh, h- how do you feel about that, and do you have that in mind going into the title fight? Si ganas el cinturón, serás el primer peleador nacido en Latinoamérica en ganar un cinturón del UFC. ¿Cómo te sientes? Es más que un placer. Es darle gracias a Dios por, 
por darme esa oportunidad de poder hacer lo que me gusta, de poder hacer lo que, lo que emana mi corazón y que no siendo yo el mejor del mundo, él me ha dado esa bendición. No siendo yo la mejor persona del mundo, me ha permitido lograr mis sueños. Did you think that you would have a road back to the title after your loss to uh, to Paulo Costa? Creías que ibas a regresar a pelear por el título después de tu derrota frente a Paulo Costa? Soy un hombre de fe. He's a man of faith. Cuando eres un hombre de fe, todo es posible. When you are a man of faith, everything is possible. In, in any way, when, when you heard that Easy called you out and wanted the fight, uh, as you said, you're a man of faith. Did that uh, uh, speak to you? Did God speak to you, or, or did you have any realizations uh, with that happening? Because uh, you know, one of the big storylines is it's hard to get a, a shot of, of a loss, but but you did, which is very impressive. So one of the cosas más difíciles que hay es poder tener un, un chance al cinturón después de una derrota. Si cuando escuchaste que Israel quiso pelear contigo, si fue una señal o si Dios te habló en ese momento. Dios, háblame, Dios me habla todo, todos los días, Él me habla siempre. God speaks to him every day, all the time. De muchas formas, de muchas maneras, siempre habla. In very different ways, but he always talks to Somos him. Somos nosotros los que tenemos que afinar el oído para escuchar para su palabra. We need to tune our ears to listen to his word. And you faced many great champions and many former champions. Um, where, where would you rank AZ among all those uh, all those opponents? Te has enfrentado muchos campeones y muchos ex campeones. ¿Cómo ranqueas tú a Israel entre ellos? Todos tienen cosas diferentes. Son todos para ser campeón, para ser ex campeón. Tienes que decir que son esos exactamente campeones. A los campeones son todos campeones. Fueron campeones, ya no son, pero fueron campeones. Todas, todas esas personas tienen su mérito, tienen su logro, tienen sus aplausos. Para mí, todos los campeones están en el mismo rango. So, every ex-champ was a champ at one point. So, they are all champions, and he considers them all champions, and they are all at the same level. Gracias. All right, Yoel Romero. The, the best thing about the, that I like about Yoel Romero is that he's 11 months older than me. So, every time I look at him and then I look at myself, I say... There's still time in the next, <laughs> in the next 11 months. You know, he looks you like that. You can get there, bro. But he's 11 months older than me, so I can get there. You can get, I there. Can get there. I believe in you. What do you think about this fight, man? I um, I ended up going to Adesanya, and I will say this. I do feel like Adesanya, man, the speed that he has, the movement that he has, yeah. the understanding he has. I do think his his wrestling is, is uh, – Better than people give him credit for, I would say. I think he has shown me enough that I think his wrestling is better. He's not just, you know, pure striker that doesn't know defensive wrestling. Yeah. And let's let's be honest, Uel really doesn't wrestle all that often. That's it. And I think if he does take Izzy down, I mean, if he wants to keep him down, he can. Um, but he doesn't typically fight that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's able to get a takedown and decides, I'm going to lock my hands and stay on top of you, he can. But it seems like he's always trying for such explosive, you know, crazy maneuvers. So, yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, Yoel to me is exciting because it is kind of like the main event last week where we said with Devison, like one mistake yep. and your night can be over, and that is it with Yoel Romero. But I just feel like Adesanya's understanding of range, movement, um, and his speed. I, I think he's going to be able to avoid those big shots. Yeah, like, like. Wait for you to drink. <laughs> Shout out to the drinks out there. Um, 
I think you're right. I mean, when it comes to his head movement, Izzy's head movement lately has gotten so good. And you're right. UL's not going out there and immediately trying to do these takedowns. When we saw these slams with his partner the other day at the open workout, you know, none of that stuff's going to happen in this fight. If he does get in close to Izzy, uh, he's going to be trying to hit him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be trying to hit him. But what Izzy does really, really well is just moves laterally to the sides. He has great distance. I mean, his his spin kicks have been coming out of nowhere. He's been throwing in some elbows. I just see Izzy staying on the outside, picking picking his opportunities to strike, get in and get out. Maybe chop nope. the legs a little bit. Definitely go for the legs. Yep. I mean, he's got huge target there to go for. I mean, like, <laughs> Yoel's legs are just absolutely humongous, as with everything else on that dude. What? Um what, like shoulders, arms? <laughs> Where are you at? Where are you at? You watched my video. I was zooming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it just this is the perfect one where I think if Izzy wanted to be able to showcase his movement and his striking, this is the kind of opponent that it's going to be perfect for him. But the 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 bad thing about Yoel is it's not like Yoel just lumbers forward and makes himself uh, an easy target as he's coming forward. Sometimes his pace when he comes forward. You don't have much time to make right. a move. He's either coming forward and he's throwing a big bomb. So you either, like me, would be running very quickly in another yep. direction once I start seeing him coming forward. Or you're going to have to be able to time him. What he did really, really nicely when you watch some of the footage of when Izzy fought Whitaker was as punches were coming close to him and were on his way, he moved his head just ever so slightly out it, of man. the way. He's a master. He, he wasn't expending a lot of energy. And he wasn't taking himself out of alignment so that he was able to then twist and torque and throw his own strikes back at a very, very dangerous pace and and with a lot of power. And uh, this is the kind of fight where it could happen. But Yoel, I mean, he tends to sort of lunge with these punches so that even if he did miss, he's right in the range that he wants to where he can put those big arms around you and try to get a takedown. Take so Izzy's going to have to stay on the movement. He's going to have to try to get some of these strikes. He's going to have to try to slow him down. But it's always – Yoel's power doesn't go away um, no, because, all through the fight. That's right. It's he's, always there. He's learned to do that that you know, that know pacing, which is a little wild. And I think yeah. that you know once he started to, to really implement that where he conserves his energy, I think it's twofold. Number one – it yeah. does make it so that he can keep – I mean, his power is always there, but it, it, it kind of keeps his energy. But the other thing it does is I think it kind of lulls you into that rhythm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he is so explosive. Like, oh, this quick. guy – I got this guy. Right, I got like this he's guy not time. moving. Yeah. He's not doing anything. He's stationary, and then all of a sudden, bah, 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 he yeah. comes blitzing at you. And it only takes one. And it it only really does one. only take one to stun you from him. I mean, some of the stuff that – I mean, he put some damage on Whitaker and, and just – Oh man! So you could see the soul sort of leaving Robert, but it came back in in the last moment, and he didn't give up. I mean, uh, that Robert was Robert Whitaker earned my respect for life. Oh, those dude. ten rounds with that Woo-wee. dude. It's going to be a good one, man. I, I like I said, I think Adesanya sh- should win, but Romero is is dangerous throughout. So you you just always have to be careful. I think you just always have to be alert. Don't, yeah. don't ever start feeling comfortable. Because it only ever. takes a couple. Because if it. Izzy gets overconfident and gets caught a couple times, because we saw the damage that Gastelum was able to do when Gastelum landed some shots. Uh-huh. And Izzy had to really dig deeper than anything he's had to do. And this is the kind of thing where if Yoel hits him square, I mean. You might he, not get to recover. Yeah. I mean, who do you think hits harder, Romero or Gastelum? Romero. Romero, right? <laughs> so, I mean, a couple clean shots in the noggin from him. Um, 
it's lights out. You might not have that moment to kind of think like, come on, self, mm-hmm. we can do this because at that point you're already out, you know. It's going to be intense. Like I said, to me, I think it's just going to be – if Adesanya can maintain his composure, maintain his focus, I think he can win. But Yoel is incredibly dangerous. So uh, the co-main event, man, I tell you, the co-main event is getting a ton of uh, energy behind it, man. Yeah. I feel like um, people are really, you know, starting to come around this fight if they weren't going into it. I always, as soon as they announced it, I always loved it. Yeah. I always thought stylistically it was going to be great. But, man, you know, at the, at the uh, excuse me, the media day today, the face-off between the two. I mean, Joanna, of course, always has intense face-offs, right? That's always been her thing. You know, she tries to get up. Uh, some people said, you know, she's a bully. Uh, you know, she tries to intimidate. She tries to, uh, yeah, you know, I guess it would probably be a bully. That's probably the right thing to say. Of course, let's remember, they're getting in a cage fight, so it's okay, yeah. I think, if you try to bully <laughs> the other. Let's not make that a character yeah. flaw of somebody. I know everybody's anti-bullying right now. Yeah, anything before a fight, it's it's going to happen, all right? Like, as Dana White says, you know, bad things are said or what have you. Um you know, we we all admitted that the uh, the gas mask thing wasn't the best. The meme that went online wasn't the best. Thing. And you know what? I don't know if we ever said it, but I will say this: the Adesanya, the the, the twin towers thing that he said, um, a huge mistake on his part. Yeah. But I love the fact that he just owned up and apologized to it. Right? I said, my bad. You know, I will choose my words more carefully next time. I get it, man. He's trying to. We we talked about the X factor and him trying to. Um, you know, trying to promote and, and that sort of thing. And, yeah. and that day, you know, Yoel Romero was supposed to be at the press conference, didn't come. They ended up having to do it by studio. Uh, I think Adesanya was in kind of a bad mood because of that. He, he screwed up. But I will say I'm glad he, he apologized for it. Which brings me back to Yoani and JJ because she got in the face today uh, of, of Zhang and, and did what she does, you know, kind of changes levels, gets in the eyes, starts talking. Um, and, and Zhang uh, just decided to say, shut up. And show, I mean, showed practice her practicing that English. The practice in the English. <laughs> she, she's learning. Zhang Wiley is learning English. I've probably been watching the uh, the embedded. I don't always get a chance to watch them, but we got such a crew in town this week. I've actually had a few minutes at night, uh, and I've been watching the, the embedded. And uh, I am so impressed by her English. What'd she's, you say? Two months? Um, yeah, just a couple yeah. of months. It's crazy. So she's been learning English and. And I think that's great, man. It's just, it's just going to help increase her marketability. As you said, yeah. at the open workouts, she got up there on the microphone, and, and she, she said in English. I mean, it was a little bit broken English, of course, but yeah. she did say, listen, I'm studying. I'm learning. I want to be able to communicate with you, my fans. And, I mean, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Uh, so I, I'm excited by this fight. I really am. And, and like I said, Jacek, um, she uh, she got up there in the face today, but but Zhang Wiley was ready for said shut up, and it just added extra flavor. <laughs> um, I'm excited for that, and I will say it's this: funny to hear all the media members just sort of chuckle as it happened. Oh, everybody, everybody laughed. Like, oh, everybody <laughs> cracked up. It was it was phenomenal. Um, but I'll tell you what, that made it fun, and I'll tell you what else: the open workouts made it fun because listen, Yoani and awesome. Jacek is in some of the best shape I've ever seen yeah. ever. I mean, she has it's clear she is focused on strength and conditioning. Yeah. Um, she is she has added some muscle tone. Um, and looks really, really good. That said, Zhang Wiley is a damn tank, man. The way, like, their their body, it, it seems, it almost seems weird to me that they're in the same division. Like, their body structure is different. And I guess, you know, I mean, John Jones is kind of a, a lanky guy. But I always think yeah. of Yoani and Jacek as kind of a, a lanky type fighter. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe not super tall, but just kind of thin. And, 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 and she's added some muscle. Zhang Wiley is built like a tank. And... The speed that she showed, and again, we're just talking about hitting pads. Yeah, and and anybody can look good hitting pads, but still, there's Where there's kicks one thing. Quick too. I was gonna say there's one thing uh, that, about oh that looks pretty good hitting pads. There's another thing when you just go, damn. And I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what her open workout was, which again you can check out on the YouTube channel, yes. courtesy of our man Cool Coffee. But 
I felt like it was one of those things where you're watching it going, damn. It was – if people weren't impressed with her, her striking and weren't excited for that fight after – you know, before watching that, they were, they had to be convinced of that. I was watching it thinking like, oh, my Lord, she is going to destroy Joanna. Yep. Yep. Her kicks and her punches looked so strong, so crisp. And there's there's a difference when you just see somebody pat, pat, patting and, you know, showing decent form and just trying to connect. But there was force and just massive speed behind everything that she threw. Um I I I, li- I felt bad for you on. I was like I was like because you you know that you normally see you want to come in and and she deals with the weight thing. She usually looks depleted. I thought she'd look so much better. Yes, this fight she camp does not look weak. You know, and it would maybe I would have felt different if I hadn't if 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 Zhang Wali did when didn't go first. Um, so it was just interesting seeing that because I was like, oh, man, like I wonder what Yana's going to look like after this because they were supposed to be separated. Yoel was supposed to come in between right. them, but they he was up. running behind or whatever, so they end up doing uh, the full co-main event one and two for this thing. So it was interesting to see right after. But I remember thinking, wow, Yoana's uh, going to need to come in looking really, really impressive to go after this. And uh, she did look impressive, but – not quite as impressive. I think that this is going to be a really good fight as long as it lasts. I think it's going to be explosive. I think it's going to be exciting. I think Joanna is going to have to move a lot. She is going to have yep. to have constant movement, and she is going to have to get in and out of range and create angles, stay off the center line. Like I want to, like I want to see combinations that finish with kicks. You know, I mean, uh, Zhang, the the legs that she has, man. Like, I mean, she's powerful. And, she comes forward. She comes forward. She does not wait for an opponent to come to her. She brings the fight to her <sighs> opponent. I think that I think that Joanna is going to have to fight a nearly perfect, perfect fight. fight. And and I'm actually surprised. I'm looking at the odds right now. Not that you and I are big gamblers, um, but you know I always like to look at the odds. And the odds right now have Zhang Wai Li at minus one seventy and Joanna at plus one fifty. So definitely the champ as the as the favorite, but a little closer than I might have thought. And uh, you know, again, I, I don't want to read too much into an open yeah. workout, I guess, but I don't know. It's just the the, the way they looked. Uh, I, Wai Li's impressive. It is. She, I mean, she is. I mean, this fight is going to be pretty, pretty spectacular. And it's, and there is some truth to that. It, you, you've seen you want to do amazing things, and you can't take away what she was able to do in the past and the domination that she did on some of her opponents. And it, but after, I think after you see some losses. You see them go away, you know, and you, you kind of forget how good somebody can be. And then in that time, you know, Zheng Bali's came in here and just literally is destroying people that, you know, uh, for what she was able to do against Jessica Andrade, like Jessica is the one that we're like, she's the tank. Right. She's the one that walks through people and she got just destroyed. Yes. And for someone to do that – it just kind of makes you think of like, wow, I, I need to rethink this whole division, you know. Um, she, it, it's hard to think of anybody that looks as good. Um, even when you think about some of the dominating guys right now, when you when I look at her and her domination and what it looks like she can do to the division, it's hard to think of any anybody in the UFC, guys and girls, that have the potential uh, to just dominate that division and I and some I mean people could flame me and think that I'm absolutely crazy and that I'm thinking too far ahead for what she's capable of doing 
But after watching her, and maybe I am reading too much in the open workout, but just watching the past performances and seeing her now, and now she's she's doing the English, she's doing everything. She is doing everything right and performing at such a high level that if she isn't uh, a, a much bigger star in one year's time, because I, I have a feeling that she's gonna she's gonna get the win in this one and she's gonna go on and get another win, maybe even two more before the year is over. If she's not a bigger star in the U.S., then it's just a matter of that the U.S. is just silly and we're not embracing <laughs> these foreign fighters right. that are just absolutely incredible. But um, her style is so fun; it's so amazing. Like you said, she's embracing English, so she's. Trying. I mean, even, she's doing everything even before right. she really spoke English. Just the fact that she learned to say, "My name is Jane Wiley. I am from China. Remember, remember me? me. Remember like, that's my name cool. Or whatever. You know, remember like me. that is. I mean, that was cool, and that's not much. That's just a yeah. little bit, you know. So. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, uh, again, she's got to win this fight. Now, the dark horse, Tatiana Suarez, that's the one that I think has a chance. But Tatiana's been out for so long, this yeah. neck doesn't seem to be healing up properly. Uh, knock on wood, man. I want to see her back because I've always said Tatiana is a future champion. Yeah. Um, I, I, this uh, That right would now. be a great stylistic matchup. Yeah. Uh, you know, striker versus striker grappler. grappler. That would be a great test. But, yeah, I mean, listen, she's got to get healthy first. So, uh, listen, uh, as much as uh, Zhang Wiley is uh, learning English, she did she did use a translator day. So I didn't want to play that scrum just because, um, you know, I I don't think tr through the translator is quite as fun. She did say some cool. <laughs> she did say some cool stuff. It's never as fun with through a translator. It's not. She said some cool stuff though. I mean, she did. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I thought it was cool to hear about her talking about how, um, you know, watching Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey. inspired yeah. her and like helped her make her decision to 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 quit her job as a coach and, and pursue her own you know, fighting career. I thought that was cool because I know the hip thing to do this days is, is to, uh, you know, to hate on Ronda and to minimize what she did. But I mean, when you hear somebody like this, who's like, I'm in, you know, she was in China, yeah. you know, watching Ronda and going, I want to do that. I mean, that's cool. You know what yeah. I mean? I, t I know people hate on her, so I don't know. I thought that was cool. And, um, man, Zhang Wai Li, she's, 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 she's fun. She's expressive. She's interested. Um, you know, it's, uh, man, she has the potential, as you said, to be a big star already doing it in China and now has a chance to do it here. So, uh, didn't do that, but I will say, uh, I want to continue to feature some of the MMA junkie crew. Uh, the young Mike Bond did an interview, uh, with Joanna and Jay check this time with, uh, Danny Segura rolling the camera. So they were trading off roles on one side of the room while, while me and Nolan King were on the other. Um, and this is Mike Bond's interview with Joanna and Jacek. I've heard you say in the lead up to this fight that you feel like this is such a bigger and more important fight to you than any of your previous title opportunities or even your title defenses. Can you explain why that is? In general, it's the, the most important fight in my fighting uh, career in my life. And I'm very happy to be challenger and, and take uh, back what belongs to me, the throwaway belt. You know, it's been a while. Uh, I was the champ for 966 days and it's been more than 580 days without me having a belt, we having the third champ, so it means that I was the champ for a reason and I'm the right person to be the challenger, the pretendent for the throwaway belt uh, here in Vegas on Saturday. Was there any point during that 900 plus days of being the champion where you maybe lost appreciation for that moment and how significant it was? No, no. I, you know, I was carrying myself as a champ, and I, I kept my focus all the time, and I was working so hard, and, and you know, it's a fight game, you know. Anything and everything can happen, and can happen. So I would not look for like special reasons, uh, you know. And when we spoke to you yesterday, uh, when we mentioned her comment about knocking you out, it seems like something just changed within you, like a different said, like, side of you came out. Now the third round, she just makes me angry, more angry, you know, and and. That's it. She can't make up her mind though on what she wants. I think she she gonna 
she's gonna overcome this is how you say she's like overconfident you know she haven't she hasn't faced someone like me she's on this like hype train you know yeah, and you, I mean, what I was going to ask yesterday too is, you know, she made that comment, but over the course of five rounds, you have so much more experience. You're a very amazing five-round fighter. That's where you really thrive. Is that something you're interested to see and kind of pull out of her, see where she goes if she's going past the third round for the first time in her career or anything like that? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big test for her, you know, and big fight for her, big lesson for her. And me, she's very, like, very strong and powerful athlete. We have to be smart and, and, and very clever in this fight, but, no, she's very dangerous I will have to avoid her attacks but you know keep my footwork my distance don't being lazy and and show who I am outclass her you know show who I am you know I was decorated in my tie decorated in MMA need to sh need to show on Saturday who I really am you know and you keep mentioning how this has been such an amazing camp it seems like you have the right people around you and everything can you pinpoint exactly why that is and maybe compare it to a time where you know those things weren't as smooth uh, you know what uh, since I got to American top team my uh, I've been working with Mikey Brown, Cattle Kubis. My new addition is Mikey Roth, who is a boxing coach. Uh, I did a second camp with him, and it's been a way amazing. Phil Daru, who is my strength conditioning coach, we helping each other at ATT, you know, and and we put on hell of a work. And I was, uh, I'm always very disciplined and focused, but this time I, I you know, like priorities. I set the priorities, and I, 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 I follow the priorities first, you know. And there was nothing between. There was no, not shortcuts. I never do that, but, but yeah, definitely, like I saw that. Every single person was, was very focused in this camp, you know, focused on making me better in every single aspect uh, and being 100% ready for this fight. Yeah, and to get that belt back and just to have that status as champion and everything, how do you think you're going to look at it or appreciate it maybe differently than the previous times? You no, know, I appreciate this so much. I, I'm very grateful. Uh, for the people I have and, and very thankful to all of them and uh, this uh, victory on Saturday this belt will taste much better than all of my victories you know it, it's going to cement my legacy going to cement my legacy very strong very strong you speak so highly of all these people around you um, as part of wanting to get that belt is to kind of you know reward them for the work they put into you yes yes I, I will dedicate this victory for my uh, God for my family my country my team my coaches for the ATT nation you know and and for the people who believing in me you know and for people uh, who need motivation I want to show to them that doesn't matter how much it takes doesn't matter how hard and from high high how high you you fell it's important to pick your gloves and go for it, you know, and fight for your life, for your dreams, and, and make it happen, you know. It's not only about willing to put on work, it's on putting on actual work. Is that something you think about a lot, like not only accomplishing the goals for yourself, but to be a motivation and inspiration for other people? Yes, uh, yes. I, I, I get shy when people say that uh, I, motivate, I, motiv I, I motivate them or uh, they look up to me. That's an honor, you know, that's an honor. And, and I, I look up them, you know, uh, and every single person in life, good or bad, is a motivation. It's a new addition to your life because we're learning from everybody, you know. Do you think there was a point where, I mean, you, maybe you weren't ready for that? You weren't ready to be in the spotlight and, like, have all these people look up to you? Because you're just trying to live your life. You're just trying to be yourself. And then suddenly you get all these people admiring you and wanting to be like you. And maybe you're not prepared for it. I always love that, you know. And I, I love the audience. There is no sport without fans. And, and I always love that, you know. And since my first sparring, like, big sparring, since my first fight, I was, like, I was super excited to see people, you know. They give me energy. They give me strength. And I love doing this. I was part of 
UFC 193, the biggest UFC even in the in the history uh, in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, 50, almost 56,000 people at the Etihad Stadium. So no, I love it, man. And I was always ready and I know how to manage my time, how to manage everything, you know, and yeah. And last question, you know, we spoke yesterday and you said your plan is to go in there and I make her quick. I to, to to do big things in my life, you know, and I'm going this direction and I will go till the end of my life. For sure. How do you win this fight? You said yesterday you're going to make her quit, you're going to make her beg to stop. What does that look like in the actual cage? Just be smart, be clever and, you know, outclass her, you know, and I, I see that she's overconfident, she's overcoming, you know, and and uh, she's getting like cocky and arrogant, but she doesn't even want to look in my eyes. I will, I will like do my best to make her quit and beg me for to uh, and beg me to stop. But I know she's very dangerous. Anything and everything can happen. Knockout, submission, but I'm ready for, I'm ready to take this war, you know, I'm ready to go through the war. That's it. She's just a few feet away from us. You kind of keep looking. Is this the first time you've seen her in person? Yes, of course, of course. What do you think? She she's overcome, you know. She's uh, she's acting like she's confident, you know. She's overconfident, but in 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 her eyes, I can see that she's a little girl, you know. She's not ready, you know. It's too much for her. She doesn't know how to carry herself as a champ, and I will prove that. Looking forward to it, Yoan. Thank you for Thank the time. All right, so again, and Jay Chick, again, man, she is she is fired up, and it's funny, you know, while while we're listening to that audio, we were actually checking out our our uh, our, our company Slack chat as well, and uh, I I didn't even know this uh, that uh, Joanna or excuse me that Wiley had uh, flipped off the Polish flag yeah, that was in the crowd. I, I I didn't see that happening live, so I I didn't realize it happened. So uh, again, we said it, people people want to call Joanna a bully, but yeah. you know she she was kind of. Uh, she was fired up over seeing that happen. So uh, interesting. It's a lot of flavor to that fight, man. Like I said, I think a lot of people are maybe almost as fired up for that fight as, as they are. Uh, the rest of the main card, some good matchups, man. Benil Darius versus Dracar Close. Uh, they got a little bit of a history between each other there, but that could be a, a fun, fun fight. Uh, Li Zhang Lang with, against Neil Magny. I love that fight, the leech. Anytime you get to see the leech fight, man, he, he's always fun. And Neil Magny, of course. Um, man, a good interview uh, Nolan King did with Neil Magny today, talking about um, the, the kind of the struggles that he went through, you know, the whole uh, drug situation and USADA situation where he had to battle it. And it was funny because that was one of those ones like when Neil Magny popped, where everybody was just like, "No way, bro! You know something's wrong. <laughs> you know something's wrong. You know what I mean?" And and, and Neil yeah. had to go through the course, man. And it was kind of cool to hear him say. Uh, and if you want to go check that out on on MMA Junkie or on YouTube. Um, you know, Neil definitely said, listen, uh, I hated it, but I feel like I was a part of the change. You know, I mean, there have been some changes to the USADA policy and how it's handled and, you know, different uh, policies of it. And, and uh, you know, he said, listen, if I help make this thing better, then then it's good, you know. But uh, um, a good dude, and it's good to see him back, man. He was excited. He's He actually was like, man, I'm so excited. He's like, I was looking forward to the weight cut, you know what I mean? I was looking forward to all of it. So, uh, so that's a good one. And then uh, Max Griffin versus Alice Cowboy Oliveira kicks things off on the main card. So potentially, I think, five fights that could be, fun. I think all of them have the potential to be exciting. Everybody in those matchups is fun. So I think we have the potential, knock on wood, for a very entertaining night of fights on the pay-per-view. Uh, and of course, the prelims on ESPN capped off um, by Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinones. Uh, the return of Sean O'Malley as well, another guy who had his you know issues with USADA, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and all, uh, all that, that, that he had to deal with again during his time away. I, I definitely feel like, uh, I mean, the guy is, you know, you talk about 
you know, it factor and star potential. I mean, that dude oozes it, man. He came in today uh, with his hair all throwed out, man, just, uh, you know, sporting, uh, the, you know, the kind of velvet suit or whatever that he was wearing. I mean, he, he was he was style. I do feel like, you know, he's he's still got all the quality. He's still got all the potential. He's still got all the excitement. I do feel like he lost a lot of momentum, man. There was so much – Behind him, man. The UFC machine was the behind him. The hype train him. was rolling. The hype train was rolling, I mean, right? Snoop talking about him. He had everybody talking about so him. So true. And now he's had to sit on the sidelines so long. Yeah. You know, he's so young that I don't think it's going to have long-term implications yeah. to his career. Um, but I do think, in terms of like where his star power was and where his, you know, recognition was, man, he lost a, a lot during this time away. So I'm yeah. um, interested to see him back. Um, as I said, Nolan King had a great interview with Neil Magny. As we said, want to continue kind of. Featuring this uh, crew that we have out here. So here was uh, me doing fantastic camera work, I should say. I mean, we won't hear that <laughs> As because you it's can audio. tell by this audio. Oh, yeah, the audio will show you how <laughs> phenomenal the camera work was. Uh, but Nolan King had a chance uh, to talk to uh, Sean O'Malley, and here's how that conversation went. All right. Before we get to uh, anything else, need to address the monkey in the room here, man. That hair is awesome. I'm sitting over here worrying about my hairline, and you got that going on. How long have you grown this up for, and I guess any inspiration behind this? or? Yeah, the, the hair's been growing out for a long time. I think it's you know it's getting to the point where it's the longest it's ever been. Danny, my girl, she does hair, and uh, so it's fun for us. You know, she she enjoys getting to make you know make my hair huge for uh, for the cameras and the lights and stuff. So it's fun. It's something fun we get to do together. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. And it has been a while since we've seen you. Uh, can you even put into words what this last you know the last couple of years have been like for you? Roller coaster of emotions, I take it. Yeah, there's you know been ups and downs. Mostly the downs were like right after the phone call saying, "Hey, you got pulled off." Um, but mostly ups, you know. It's my life's still good. I still have a hot shower. I still have food to eat. I still have a house to sleep in. So you know, there's not a lot I can complain about other than I'm not able to fight. I mean, it's it is a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. And it depends what perspective you look at it with. Yeah, no doubt. And how do you keep that positive attitude going? I mean, a lot of people in your situation would be really down on themselves, but it sounds like you you kind of mentally persevered through that. Just sticking with the same people that have been with me, staying, staying, going to the gym, training. Not, not, you know, my lifestyle has not changed at all. I'm doing the same stuff. I'm, I'm going to the gym. I'm training. Um, I'm having, you know, my healthy relationships with my coaches, my friends, my, my girl. Like we're having, you know, just keeping those simple and, and healthy and. It, makes life enjoyable. No doubt. And I'm sure you got the opportunity throughout this to, to really focus on improvement, focus on yourself. How does the Sean O'Malley we're going to see on Saturday compare to the Sean O'Malley that stepped into the cage the last time you fought? Yeah, I said it before. Um, the Sugar Show 2.0, I feel like that's pretty accurate. I feel like I've really evolved. Um, my strength and conditioning, working with Brandon Harris, my, my grappling, working with Tim Welch and Augusto Mendez, and then all my training partners at the MMA lab. Um, I feel like I've really evolved. And Jose Quinones, your opponent, you've been matched up with a couple times in the past. Uh, you know, talk to me about the matchup. I'm assuming you've had some time to, to, enough time to, to review him and, and look at what he's going to bring. What do you think this matchup will bring you guys on Saturday? Yeah, usually you take, you know, look at their last fight, look at their last two fights, you get an idea of what they want to do. Or you just look at his chest and you get an idea of what he wants to do. He's got jiu-jitsu tattooed on his chest. So um, the game plan for him is it's not going to be strike with me. It's just not going to be it. So uh, I know he's going to come in, try to kick my lead leg early. He, he, he does that to get comfortable, kind of chop at that lead leg. Um, he'll switch stance a little bit. But I think ideally he's going to want to pressure me up against the fence and take me down. Body locks is what he likes. He's going to try to take my back choke me. That, you know, that's probably his game plan. 
Um, my game plan is keep it standing, wrestle hard against the fence, um, and if he does take me down, choke him. I feel like I have really good jiu-jitsu off my back, uh, and it, I mean, we get to see Saturday night night, so it's exciting. And I know another episode of the Sugar Show is going to go down on Saturday. Uh, can you give me a synopsis for this one? What, what's a synopsis? <laughs> Break down, what, what do you think the people are going to see in this episode of the Sugar Show? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to come out and I'm going to be faster than he expects. Like, I'm sure he, he can watch my videos and go, okay, he's pretty quick. But I feel like you don't understand how fast I am until you, or I'm in front of you and I hit you with something that you literally didn't see. And that's scary. If someone hits you with something and you don't know what they hit you with or how they hit you, that's a scary person to be in front of. So I think I'm going to hit him a lot and I think he's going to, you know, it's going to be give him that anxiety, make him shoot for a shitty takedown, make him throw a shitty right hand. And, you know, when we get in scramble uh, combinations, he pulls out with his chin up and I'm too accurate and I, I'm too fast. So, you know, he's, he, the, the more mistakes he makes, like, it's not good for him. and He, he makes mistakes. Appreciate the time, Sean. Yep, thank you. All right, the Sugar Show, a little bit of a comedic timing there with uh, Nolan King educating him on what a synopsis is. So that was kind of funny, but uh, it's good to see Sean back, man. He was in good spirits, um, and uh, he's in a good spot here, man. He is featured on ESPN, so there is a chance to kind of rebuild that momentum, I think, very, very quick. You know, uh, that, that featured fight on ESPN is, is not bad before you go into the pay-per-view. That's true, and Neil Magny, man, uh, or not Neil Magny, but uh – Jose is a, a dangerous, dangerous opponent, so this would be a really, really good win for him. And that's the thing. I mean, it just takes one good one to get the, get the ball rolling back again. Um, and then his mouth and his his uh, his look and his performances will all do the rest yeah, for him. Yeah, it all, it's all there, right? That's it's stuff, all there. That stuff, you don't have to do anything, right? I mean, yeah. he's got the look. He's got, I mean, his style, uh, yeah. it's just there. It's not like he has to try, you know, so – um, yeah, very, very quick opportunity for him to regain some momentum. Um, the rest of the look, a couple names to, to look out for. I mean, Mark Madsen, the, the uh, Olympian there, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Hadolfo Vieira might, might not be a name uh, that you know much about, but, I mean, this guy's an absolute stud in the grappling world, uh, and his jiu-jitsu is just next-level type stuff. So uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, Deron Wynn is a guy that has some hype around him, but, of course, Gerald Mearshart. Uh, has, has come in and, and spoiled some fights for some people. He's always a tough out. Uh, and then you go down to, to the, the ESPN Plus prelims, Pollyanna Viana versus yeah. Emily Whitmer. That's I have my, a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that's I was my say, fight I thought, to watch. I thought Cole Coffey <laughs> might be tuned into that one for one reason or another. Uh, it, it, oh, yeah, because, the of course, the, the striking – and the grappling. Uh, yeah, I had a feeling that would be it. So, I, listen, I think overall this is going to be a fun fight card. It, the, the, the two top fights are definitely what it's all about. Uh, man, these these title fights I think are going to be super, super exciting. So, uh, we're pumped yeah, up it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it just for the title fights. I mean, like, I agree. those title fights are going to be good, but the, the main card is going to be good. But, yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, some other good fights in it, but... The top two is, the top two is just going to be fantastic. I do think the main card is going to be a lot of fun. I, I really do. I think it's going to be good. And, of course, we will uh, we'll recap it all on the and a half episode. But if you want to do that, you got to be on Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. But it's $3 a month. I mean, it, we'd love you to join at the higher levels. Like we appreciate a, that. When you go out that night, instead of having that fourth or fifth beer, right? just subscribe. There you go. Right and then there. listen to us have four and or five beers. wherever you are, yeah. <laughs> and wherever you are, you're probably not buying three dollar beers anyway. They're That's probably, true. You know what I mean? You're probably like seven. Exactly. So you, come you're on. Probably high fluting drinkers. Help a brother. Not like not like some award winning award winning PBR, PBR drink purchased by the way. At the local CVS, because that's <laughs> how we do. We well, roll into the drugstore, we pick up a 24-pack of PBRs. That, that shows that you are you know my neighborhood, because you know that damn 
gas station. That's Seven Eleven. They right don't there have is, it there. Well, a they don't have it, and b their prices are expensive, man. They jack it up right yeah. there. What? So no, no, no. Look I go over you. here. I go over here. Oh I yeah, like it. bro. I know where to get my frosty beverages, <laughs> and I know where to get them at a, at a competitive price. That's right. And if you are in the neighborhood of the Casa de Cold Coffee in the expansive grounds, yes, I'm talking to you. Go to the, <laughs> go CBS, to the CBS on Sahara because it's way cheaper than the Seven yes. Eleven on Sahara. And if you're coming to town, you can also gamble at that CVS. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> We are degenerates here in our town. You can get your pharmaceuticals, you can get your, your prescriptions, you can get your beer, and then you can hit the slots. You can before sit there and play some out. blackjack, play some poker. I love it, man. It's hilarious, man. Always that did trip me out when I first moved it to Vegas. A, it was like going so to the grocery ridiculous. store and seeing like yeah. some little old lady with a shopping cart full of, you know, groceries and then she's playing the slots like she doesn't want her husband to know she's slipping a little of that grocery money. Oh, so <laughs> sorry, honey. They didn't have the uh, the the that salad dressing you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I had to get the <laughs> generic version. It was all they had. Like you lost your money, didn't you? Uh, all right, listen. Uh, one more thing that that happened uh, was kind of cool today. Uh, before we got to speak to everybody on the card, we actually got a chance to speak to Daniel Cormier. He got his award uh, for his fiftieth clean test. Uh, under the USADA guidelines. Is this the second person that's received it? Holly Holm that's was right. The Holly first? Holm was the first. Uh, Jose Aldo is going to uh, to get one in Brazil as well. Oh, and, and actually what Jeff Novitsky came out today was, I guess some people figured out that the way the timing worked, that Cormier and Aldo actually got it before Holm. But basically the UFC visited their area first. That's why yeah. Holm got the first one. Gotcha. Because the UFC went to Rio Rancho. Um, Cormier is out here doing some commentating and some other stuff. So they honored him here. Makes sense. They're honored, they're and it's not like they had to give these things. They, no. They're just kind of making it a, you know, no. a nice little media event now. Now it's grown into something. It you is. Know? But I will say this. It's kind of cool, too. Uh, and I think Nowitzki had tweeted this out, too. But because – uh, you mean the golden snitch? The golden snitch, yes. Because he was because uh, Cormier was in the Olympic wrestling program. He's been under testing for quite some time, so he's actually done. I think at this point, like eighty-four clean tests, and never never had one issue. Wow! So, so that's pretty cool. So uh, listen, uh, I want to play a little bit, but only because I mean, without us even asking DC, he volunteered how much this meant to him, like how much it really does mean to him. And so we got to ask him a few questions, um, you know, just about his his thoughts on a clean sport and the fact that, you know, yeah. some people aren't clean and why this meant to us. We got to ask him, and then we also got to ask him about his career too. It ended up being a pretty long scrum. Um, so if you want to see the full thing, it is on MMA Junkie. Uh, it is also on um, – well, it's actually on MMA Junkie only, I think, or excuse me, on YouTube only. Uh, but you've got the Jeff Nowitzki portion as well. Um, so he kind of comes and talks. He starts it out, and then DC starts talking. And uh, but we also got a chance to talk to DC about uh, his future as well, and and you know the hopeful trilogy match with uh, Steve Amiocic. So uh, I, I edited that down a little bit so you didn't have to listen to the full thing. Uh, and here's what DC had to say today. You know, I've done a lot of things in my career, and and. Uh Honestly, this is one of the, the more proud uh, things that I've accomplished. Uh, to be able to compete at a high level for a long time and still, you know, have these, uh, to, to, to receive something like this, 85 tests, uh, all clean tests, you know, to do it the right way means a ton to me. You know, I, I uh, being a guy that wants to encourage youth, youth sports, and youth athletics, you have to do things the right way. Otherwise, your message goes above a kid's head. And um, I'm so extremely proud of, of this this honor. Uh, and look, Donna and, and Jeff said, I'm very good at updating my stuff. 
you know, there have been times, <laughs> there have been a few times where I get a call and, and uh, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to jump on this or tell Cassandra or uh, just try to get it, it figured out. But um, look, man, you know, you guys know there have been times where I've lashed out at USADA and, and, and all these other things, but they're doing a great job. They're doing it as as great a job as any testing program could ever do for a sport that's constantly evolving and the testing is evolving with the sport and I think that's very uh, that's very uh, encouraging it's very honorable of you Sada and Jeff you guys are doing a fantastic job of of keeping up with everything that's going on in the sport and um, I'm, I'm the UFC is better today because of USADA because before uh, for as great a sport as it was, this program has legitimized everything that the UFC is, and uh, I'm thankful for it. So, very proud of it. I'm going to be able to show this to my son and to my kids at Russell and say that, you know, for winning a whole bunch of championships and, and different sports, there was never a bad drug test, and that means a lot to me. So, what what do you, as an athlete, like when you hear these people, you know, failing tests or having tainted supplements, whatever? I mean, does it does it anger you, like knowing you might have to compete against somebody that's not adhering to the rules? I mean, what does it, what does it make you feel when you see people fail? So, like I said, you know, we're better today because of USADA, because I've been around long enough to know that I've probably fought guys before that were doing things, you know, and that was before, you know, and and the other organizations that I fought in and Strike Force. Um, Guys might have got away with stuff, you know, so we're better today for it, you know, so I don't, I don't, um, I, you know, and then I always point to that, you know, I'm pretty sure somebody I fought back in the day was on something and I find comfort in knowing that I won those fights. So try to do the same thing again. I don't let it deter me. I'm not a guy that really lets go of my goals pretty easy. So we've seen athletes, the temptation must be crazy for athletes to take some steroids and form an answer it might sound like a weird question, but why did you never succumb to that temptation? You know, to get to get here as I am today, I was blessed with a lot of gifts, a lot of talents, naturally, God-gifted ability, and I didn't want to forsake that, you know, by, by trying to enhance myself. I took the abilities. That, I was going to be as good as I was going to be. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't cheat that. I was gonna, I'm not going to risk... I wasn't going to risk my long-term health for some more money or a couple championships. I got enough of them. You know, I got to live my life in the spotlight, and I just did it through hard work. And I think that when you keep those things in perspective, there is no um, temptation. I, I never was tempted to do anything like that. I can never think back to a time from being at Oklahoma State to the Olympics to fighting where I ever had a thought that I was going to do something like that, not one time, just never crossed my mind. In, I know what fans think in this discussion goes on about, oh, his legacy's got an asterisk next to it and stuff like that. Fighters like yourself or people like Michael Bisping, you have more of an appreciation for each other inside the world of fighters than you do for those guys with asterisks. You know, when, I don't know the right answer to this question, right? Because. I've had a long history with a person that's had those types of things, and I don't want it to come off as if I'm taking shots at him. Um, I think that seeing Holly Holm do what she did and get all those tests, that's great. It's very admirable of Holly. It's great to look on the USADA website and see all these athletes not have these issues. Um, Michael Bisping 
I think even though it was at Luke Rockhold's expense, one of my best friends in the world, seeing a guy like Mike that hung around for so long finally get his moment after the initial heartbreak for Luke it was a little bit like, wow, you know, Bisbin got his moment. You know, so I, I honor him for that. And I know that Mike was a guy that started this thing with no grappling or anything. He was just a guy that knew how to fight from England. And he, he made it happen. But, yeah, I, 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 I think certain sports take it too far. Like some of the guys that are, have, have been accused or lived in, a, in, a, in an era where they did those things, They've been completely almost wiped from existence. I think you cannot really do that to guys. But I do believe that you do have to take into account those issues. Because once again, it's not that hard to ensure that you're not doing those things. So, but it can happen. It can happen to anybody, you know? It can happen to anybody. You just mentioned a former rival a second ago, and you said that you don't want to sound like you're taking shots at him. Recently in an interview, he uh, said that he's ready to move past the beef with you. It sounds like you are as well. You're ready to bury the hatchet. You know, I just think that, um, I think that as time passes, you know, things kind of go uh, away. You know, we seem to be on different paths, obviously. And, uh, but water on the bridge, it will never be. It's not, I think, um, I think for a, a guy like me who's worked so hard to achieve everything that I've done, and honestly, as I said, when I won the heavyweight championship, now there's something so completely outside of that guy, nobody can ever question it, but it, the, the, those things, you know, those things that happened did really bad damage to my career, and it would be very, it's easier for them to move on than it is for the person that kind of had the uh, my career was damaged by those actions, not his. You know, so official, it's a little easier. The official rankings still have you listed at light heavyweight and heavyweight. Mm -hmm. you, are you planning to ever return to light heavyweight? You see how I'm plummeting down those rankings? Because <laughs> they know. No, I, I, I don't plan on going back down there. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I I really don't even know. You know, right now I'm just kind of doing my thing and and, and starting to train and. And, and get healthy. I mean, I just want to be healthy. You know, I want to be healthy. I want to be able to train as I know I can. You know, my last fight, I I fought and I thought I was ready to fight. And, you know, there were a number of things that I couldn't do. But, you know, Habib had surgery and told me, like, after a year, your back would start to feel back to where it was. And, and uh, now I'm finally starting to feel that. And that's, that's all I want to be able to train. And, and make a decision on what I'm going to do. When would you like to take your next post-fight drug test? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I talked to uh, the UFC, and we've got a pretty clear idea of what we want to do. And uh, now I have to see what the champ says. You know, I don't make the rules. He's the champion. And uh, I respect that. And, you know, I respect Miocic. And um, I just hope it happens sooner than later. You know, and, and uh, we, we got an idea what we're going to do, and and uh, I think it'll work out. All right, so there you go, DC. Uh, shout out to Oscar Willis. You heard his voice on there from the Mac Life. Obviously, a good friend of ours. Uh, pressing DC a little bit on that John Jones angle. And, uh, man, DC, of course, answering like the politician that he is, man. He's uh, <laughs> he's really good at it. He is really, really good at it. You know, <laughs> saying what he wants to say without being too rude about it. But I will say this, man. Um, it sounded like he's hopeful about this trilogy fight coming together, but it didn't necessarily sound like 
it's a done deal and it's confident and it's happening. I mean, he's got his own health issues. Stipe's got his health issues. So, um, man, I hope we get one more out of D.C. But um, kudos for him, man. He, he, you know, he mentioned the fact that he, he doesn't really need to, to fight. He doesn't have to fight. He's financially set. And he's got, of course, his job, you know, as an, an analyst as well. So, um, but I would like to see the trilogy fight, man. I think that would be uh, a lot of fun. So, a little bit of bonus uh, content for us here in mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas for UFC 248. So, uh, listen, uh, fight night uh, again. Cold Coffee is going to take uh, one more week, kind of hanging out at home, help us out, man. Uh, a busy day that day. Uh, Dominance MMA is uh, hosting a media day. I think there's 30 fighters or something like that. Um, man. Uh, it's going to be busy, but Habib, Usman, Cejudo, Kayla Harrison, a couple other PFL champions, Rumble Johnson is going to be there, um, Justin Gaethje, uh, Marlon Marais. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's not like at Tyson's Ranch. No, 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 no. <laughs> there will not be as, nearly as much weed going around the Park Theater, I hope, at MGM. So that'll be Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gaethje was, was so stoned that day. It was so hilarious. <laughs> and he, I was like, dude, you don't have to do this interview. And he's like, but he's a champ. He's like, he I'll do it. it for you, bro. Awesome. I'm like, thank you, Justin. He's a champ. He is a champ. So, uh, listen, there's going to be a lot of content coming from that. But uh, Cold Coffee is going to stay at home, kind of finish resting up. Uh, it looks like you and I will both be on the road in Columbus, Ohio. So, uh, good to see the – the both of us, the, the the full MMA Roadshow contingent, back on the road together. Um, it, you're 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 healing up nicely, and it looks like we'll uh, we'll both be on that. But as far as fight night goes, uh, I will be a video guy in the back. Um, I think uh, Danny Segura is actually going to be in the media tent at USC 248 with me, kind of helping get all the video processed and that sort of stuff. And then uh, Nolan King and the young Mike Bond will be out front. So MMA Junkie will have you covered. And then I will uh, I will knock out an and a half episode for our Patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow Patreon. Maybe you'll patrons. have a guest depending on where you're doing it. I mean, I'm sure you'll have some of the gang with you. It I know. I'm going to figure that out. Depending on how everything works, uh, maybe I'll slide by your house at like 3 in the morning and wake you up and make you yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. Well... <laughs> I was thinking you go like that direction with the boys. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> like a yeah, yeah. Show, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. I might grab one of them. We'll see. How, we'll see how things go. Uh, but but we'll, but we'll definitely see. have a we'll see. We'll see if I'm up at three. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. I was just joking. Don't count on gold coffee. But we'll see what happens on Saturday night. In the meantime, thanks for listening.